Welcome to Closer Look. I'm Maria Morgan. 2020's been a strange year. COVID's dominated the news, but hurricanes and floods and fires hit people and places all summer here in the United States and in hotspots worldwide. Wherever disaster strikes, our ministry partner, Convoy of Hope, rolls up on it with big rigs filled with help. Let's get a ministry update from Convoy of Hope's spokesman, Jeff Neeney. Hi, Jeff. Hey there. How are you today? I'm doing well. I assume you are working from home, would I assume correctly? You assume correctly. You know what I miss the most is our corporate worship time together. Uh, every Wednesday morning, we have a chapel service, and we always started off with about you know 15 minutes or so of worship, and I play in the worship band. So I really, really miss that aspect of it. Uh, miss that human interaction, but uh, some days I feel like I get a lot more done at home because I don't have the interruptions. I like that I don't have to wear shoes to work. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I uh, sometimes go to work in my pajamas now. It's nice. <laughs> well, I understand that uh, despite everyone being at home due to the pandemic and the you know, the need to shelter in place, Convoy of Hope's work has not slowed down. Um, you've had to respond to many things this year, 2020. Oh, man, it has been so chaotic. And, and working from home has complicated it to a degree, but really everybody that needs to is working in the office, like all of our uh, warehouse personnel and our uh, procurement team is kind of in and out. They're the guys and gals that uh, go out and get the donations of food and supplies. But it's uh, it has certainly made uh, made us do things differently, I guess is a great way to put it. Sure. I mean, a lot of people have adapted um, using video chats to have meetings and even chapel services. What other kinds of things has the quarantine done to maybe even streamline some of Convoy of Hope's ministry? You know what's interesting? I think we're learning that we can do an awful lot without all the travel. We've we've had a travel ban in effect since sometime late February or early March. And we're we're saving a ton of money on travel and using Zoom and the telephone more and different things like that. Uh, it's been awkward at first, but now Zoom meetings are kind of becoming second nature to a lot of us. And, uh, and I think it's working really well. I think when we get back to normal, it'll be a new normal. And uh, I think we've learned some things like that. It certainly doesn't hurt to find ways to uh, stretch that ministry dollar. That's one of the biggest advantages I see to it. Uh, when when you figure, especially flying out of Springfield, Missouri, it tends to be a little expensive because it's it's a small market. And when we can save that much money, I mean, we're saving several million dollars a year in travel costs. And you think about how many children that can feed or women that can train in a business or uh, farmers or how many meals we can provide to people uh, suffering because of the whole COVID pandemic. Uh, It makes a big difference in the bottom line. So I think we're going to be looking to explore ways we can continue to be effective, but not have to travel so much. So 2020, so what was the first that you began to respond to? Was it COVID? We've had some ongoing natural disasters that we've been responding to. Uh, A great one would be uh, the Bahamas, which happened over a year ago, but it 
it was, uh, it's still ongoing from our perspective. We're still trying to provide supplies. It's not so much food anymore, but now it's building supplies, trying to help people there get their lives back together on two of the islands in the Bahamas, the two that were the worst hit. It's really important to remember, to be reminded that a disaster doesn't end or response to a disaster doesn't end just when the, the initial danger passes. Something like the Bahamas needs that ongoing support, which Convoy of Hope provides. How long do you believe Convoy will be in the Bahamas? Well, we thought we were going to be done last year, but uh, so much of it depends on two things. Number one, it's always based on the need, and, and that need is definitely going to be there, but then it's also dependent on people's support and and what we can raise in order to be able to uh, to respond to these disasters. And that's one of the dangers when new disasters come along is people's attention is drawn to those and then you start losing support for some of the others. And so we ended our year and started our year continuing to work on that. We're also still working in several of our international disasters that we've been working on. So those things just kind of continue. And think about like Venezuela, all the unrest and and what it's caused people in the lack of food. Uh, So we've been trying to help in that area some. And in those sorts of things, it just, it, you just keep going, keep going. But really, when 2020 hit, I mean, it wasn't just COVID. The COVID was a big thing. But like uh, our U.S. disaster team has responded to 17 new disasters just this year. Interestingly, our international team has also had 17 new responses. But the size of them has really gone up this year. How so? Uh, If you look like at uh, Hurricane Laura, when it hit... Oh, probably in uh, September, I think it was, when it hit in Louisiana. That was a big, big storm. Uh, did an awful lot of damage. So many people without power for an extended period of time. Uh, I was down in Louisiana for a bit, uh, for probably a week during that response. It's still ongoing to this day because then uh, Hurricane Delta came through and hit some of that same area we've been we had been working uh in southern louisiana and uh got people uh supplied with tarps we had blue tarps you know on houses everywhere down there well then the second hurricane hurricane delta came through and tarps are not rated for hurricane no so all those tarps that people you know had gotten put over their roofs they were living in their homes again trying to make things happen to get to get rebuilt and the new hurricane comes through and rips all the tarps off so some of those people are starting from scratch again so there's just so many things like that. The, the fires on the West Coast, uh, we've been very active there. Over, I think over 25 or 30 tractor-trailer loads now of food and supplies that we've uh, gotten to people in that California, Oregon area. And now the, uh, the fires in Colorado are uh, really getting kind of out of hand. And, and we have some staff in Colorado around the Fort Collins area. We have a a small office there with several people that work in it, and some of them are in danger of uh, losing their homes and things like that. So it's really hitting 
close to home for us. I'm Maria Morgan. This is Closer Look. Jeff Nini is with our ministry partner, Convoy of Hope. 17 disasters is nearly mind-blowing. Um, you mentioned two of them. What, what are some of the others that you are responding to? Several different ones. I mentioned the, the different fires that were in uh, the West Coast and now in Colorado. We've got Hurricane Delta, Hurricane Sally. If you remember the big explosion in uh, Beirut, Lebanon, we're responding to that. Beirut. Tell me more about Beirut. Beirut, we've got an active partner. We have worked in that part of the, the world uh, many different times. Um, some of it is uh, refugee situations where there are refugee camps that we're providing food for those camps. Uh, and in this case, one of, one of the partners that we work with in, in that industry uh, wanted to do some things in Beirut to help people after that large explosion. So we've been providing him with containers of food and supplies that he can distribute in Beirut. Bushfires in Australia. We just opened this uh, late last year a uh, an office in Australia, Convoy of Hope Australia, and they're very active now in responding to those uh, to those bushfires. Uh, we're still responding to Hurricane Dorian. We mentioned that in the Bahamas, and then Hurricane Delta. We we about you know responding in Florida, Alabama, and Louisiana. But we're also responding to that in uh, Mexico. So it, it actually came through Mexico first on its way up. So a lot of different responses going on in a lot of different locations. So have supplies been steady? Have you been able to get the inventory that you need to give to people as required? That, that's a great question because that was a concern that we had going into, you know, once things really started to ramp up this year, and, and we haven't even started to talk about COVID yet, but when we started to ramp up for these disasters and for providing meals to uh, those affected by COVID-19, uh, we were we were very nervous about you know can we get our hands on that much food and uh, it's been been really encouraging to see the partners that we have that donate food and supplies they've really risen to the occasion I mean you, you're looking at uh, you know major Fortune 500 companies and and small businesses alike that you know we've had some that have donated hand sanitizer we've had others that have donated multiple tractor trailers of pasta or uh, vegetables or different things like that. Tyson uh, donated a couple tractor trailer loads of canned chicken that we were able to use. We even we even had a, a local company down near here that donated a tractor trailer load of uh, eggs. And if you if you can if you can get something like uh, nine hundred dozen. Uh, eggs on a pallet. And I think there were something like a half a million eggs on one tractor trailer load of eggs. And we were able to distribute all those. So tractor trailers of chicken, milk, eggs, and pasta and vegetables. That sounds like a fantastic chicken Alfredo recipe to me. <laughs> it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> I like that. We also got tied into the uh, Farmers and Family Program. Uh, our farms to family program that the, the U.S. government put together. Uh, if you remember in the news when 
COVID first happened, the uh, they were talk- farmers were talking about. I remember dairy farmers saying, you know, hey, they just called me and told me they weren't going to come and pick up the milk today. And I said, what am I supposed to do? And they said, dump it out on the ground. We don't know what else to do with it. And so the the government got involved and they put together this farms to families program. And we've received hundreds of tractor trailer loads of dairy products, fresh vegetables, uh, produce, things like that, that we've been able to turn around and distribute to people that have been affected negatively by COVID-19. You've mentioned the the big rigs, so they're still a huge part of what we're doing with Convoy of Hope. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We've got, we're up to, I just saw uh, an email today that our 21st and 22nd tractor trailer is coming online in the next couple of weeks. So we've been running with 20 uh, this summer, and now we've got two more that we're adding uh, here in the next couple of weeks. And the uh, the interesting thing is we haul far more loads on what we call line haul, which is we, we have a trucking company do it for us. Um, we use We use our trucks when it makes sense, and then we use line haul when it makes sense. Um, because of our licensing and status and that sort of thing, we're not allowed to do backhauls. So let's give you an example. If we take a load of supplies and drop it at a church in California, say Sacramento, where, where you guys are based, if, if we don't have one of our own loads to pick up to bring home, we have to run home empty. So a lot of times if we're going to California and we don't have anything to pick up, then we'll line haul that because it ends up being cheaper because you're not running a truck halfway across the country with, you know, nothing in it. You're burning fuel, you're burning your driver's time and salary and that sort of thing. So we use line, we use line haul a lot, but uh, our trucks are, are beautiful. They've got the American flag on the side, big convoy of hope logo on there and uh they there's something about them i, I always tell people it's that those trucks have the anointing because they they just bring encouragement everywhere they go people see those i remember way back in hurricane katrina uh talking to the sheriff in picayune mississippi and hurricane katrina had just come through we were there like two days afterwards he couldn't believe how quickly we were able to get there and he said, you know what, looting was starting. Uh, there was a lot of civil unrest in the community. And when those Convoy of Hope trucks rolled in, we knew everything was going to be okay. And there's just something about them that uh, that it, it does that to people. It gives them that, that sense of, hey, it's going to be all right. I'm Maria Morgan. This is Closer Look. Jeff Nini is with our ministry partner, Convoy of Hope, giving us an update on the 2020 response to all the craziness. And of course, uh, in addition to hurricanes and wildfires uh, and explosions, you guys have also uh, responded specifically to the COVID-19 pandemic. At one point, you wanted to provide 10 million meals, but where are we now? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, let me back up for a second, because when we announced that we were going to do 10 million meals, my jaw hit the floor. Even yours. (laughs) Yeah. I thought, you know, there is no way outside of God that we can do this. Uh, We had never attempted anything like that. and, And we shot for that number because it was big. And we said, 
you know, God, you're going to have to help us with this. And I'll tell you what, people got behind it. Um, you, you know, you mentioned that Convoy of Hope is your ministry partner, and and it, and you guys have been an incredible partner. I'll tell you what, it, the the number of phone calls or Facebook messages that I get from friends all across the country that say, hey, I heard you here, and it's, it's just phenomenal. And your people, your listeners are generous. Uh, they, they have a concern for people that are in, in dire straits, so to speak. And it's just, it's so encouraging to us when people respond because, you know, I mean, we're in this, this is what we do day in and day out, but people, we have people from the East coast that are giving to people on the West coast because of the fires. And we have people on the West coast that are giving to people down South because of hurricanes. And, and we have people all over that are donating to this 10 million meals campaign that now, believe it or not, I mean, when we, we blew by 10 million meals in probably a month. Should I do a drum roll or do we need? You should do a drum roll. <laughs> okay. All right. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, we just passed 130 million meals. I can't even put my mind around that. I was going to be surprised if we hit 10. I was trying to, you know, have faith and trust God and believe for 10 million meals. And, and then God shows up and now we're at 130 million meals. And the beautiful thing about it is most of those meals have been provided through churches. So what we do, we go into a community and we drop and run. I mean, we say, hey, here's a tractor trailer load of food. Give it out. And that's what they do. And churches are active in their communities. They're getting involved in neighborhoods. They're getting involved, you know, outside the walls of the church and doing things that are going to bless and help hurting people. Incredible. It's, it's, it's only God. I mean, when, when you think about it, you know, there is no way that we should have been able to raise the money to do that. There is no way that we should have been able to get enough food donations to do it. Um, and and God's people and businesses and factories and you name it, farmers they they have all come through, and and it has been such a blessing to people all across the country. Uh, it's just it's it's exciting, and you see, and then to top it off, you see people coming to Christ as a result of that because the church is active in in their neighborhoods in you know communities around the church people that normally would never darken the door of a church they're now able to drive into that church parking lot get a couple boxes of free food that's going to tide them over and they're saying you know what's this all about why are you doing this and it gives you it gives the the folks from that church a chance to share the gospel and we see people coming to Christ as a result of the food that we're able to distribute not that 130 million meals isn't a lot already, but um, is is Convoy of Hope doing other things related to uh, COVID-19 and the quarantine? Now, we've been able to provide, like we worked a, a partnership. A partnership. Uh, one of our longtime partners is Bass Pro Shops. Uh, Johnny Morris and Bass Pro Shops are based here in Springfield, Missouri. And, and when we started working with them, that's all they had was the store here in Springfield. But now, I mean, they're spread all across the country, all the Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Uh, we, we did a partnership with Johnny where together we were able to provide masks 
to hospitals in every community where they have stores. So if there's a Bass Pro Shops or a Cabela's store, we were able to get masks to those hospitals in the very, very early days. So when when masks were a shortage, we were able to to get our hands on about a million masks, I think it was, and get those distributed uh, out. And and so we've done some things like that. We've been able to get hand sanitizer, uh, sanitizing wipes, uh, those sorts of things, and those get passed out as we have those as well. So we're trying to do everything we can. We've we've gone way outside of our norm. I mean, we we are never able to provide dairy or produce because of uh, the fact that they need to be refrigerated. Sure. But we ha- we have a few refrigerated trailers. And because this food and, and everything is distributed so quickly, then we can give it to the churches. The churches get it out right away. And, man, it, it has been such a blessing to the people that are, are in desperate need of being able to receive these products. Considering that the COVID-19 pandemic and it, and the crisis is still somewhat open-ended, what does Convoy plan to do moving forward? Uh, do you, because usually you, you, you stay until there's no more need. How are you gauging that? That, that's a great question. We, we are planning right now. Our goal is to hit 150 million meals by the end of the year. Uh, we don't want to quit right now because the need is every bit is great. Now, there, more people are back to work. Uh, so, so there's not probably there's not as many people, but some of the people that need food, they need more than just, you know, hey, here's a box of food, you know, enjoy this for a week. Uh, they need help for several months. So we're, we're going back to a lot of these communities. I mean, some of these communities uh, we've been to, oh, I don't, you know, two, three times. Uh, and I think right now, the last number I heard was 2,400 communities around the world that we've been to. Uh, and, and usually we're weighted a little heavy on the overseas side, but in this case uh, on COVID, we're weighted very heavy on, on the U.S. side. So we're probably out of that 130 million meals, probably close to 100 million are here in the United States. This is Closer Look. I'm Maria Morgan. With me is Jeff Nini. He is spokesperson for our ministry partner, Convoy of Hope getting a 2020 update on uh, how Convoy of Hope has been reaching out to people in the United States and around the world, responding to all of the crazy things that have happened this year, hurricanes and wildfires, explosions, COVID. Jeff, um, the holidays are coming up. I'm sure Convoy has already made big plans for the holidays. We have, we have. We still have 20 more or 20 million more COVID meals to get out. Uh, and, and a lot of that is going to go out during the holidays. But we're also planning uh, special events in 10 different cities. One, I got to tell you about the one because this is so near and dear to my heart. I grew up in Pitts, uh, just outside Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in Newcastle, PA. And we have had a partnership now for about two years with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we are doing, we did a Christmas party with them last year for underprivileged kids 
in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, this summer, with the COVID outreach, uh, we've we've done five tractor trailer loads in partnership with Steelers in five different communities around Pittsburgh. One of those was in Newcastle, my hometown, and I got to be there for that one. But we're doing a second Christmas party with the Steelers this year, and uh, it's part of our our holiday plan. Uh, we're calling it Convoy of Hopes, Hope for the Holidays. And we're going to be in uh, 10 different cities. Uh, three of them are involving sports teams like the Steelers. But uh, a couple of the other uh, big ones, one is in, uh, if you, I think everybody's probably heard of Watts. Uh, it's in South Central L.A., uh, it's a it's a very underserved, underprivileged neighborhood, rough area, a lot of gang activity, things like that. But we've had several uh, events in the Watts area over the years. I mean, that was one of our first outreaches ever. Twenty five years ago was in that area, and so we're still going back today. And what we're going to do there, we're going into uh, four of the largest housing projects in Watts. And we're taking food, we're taking in gardens in a bag where people can take these seeds. Uh, they can take these seeds and they can plant their own uh, little mini gardens there. Uh, we're taking in clothes, which we normally don't do clothes, but they're just, you know, it's the way God works. There was, there's a very strong need for clothing in these housing projects. And we just had a lot of clothing donated that we normally don't get. So uh, new clothing, you you got new clothing donated. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and so we're going to spread that one out over several days. We're also going to Chicago. Uh, we've, we've done multiple outreaches in the Chicago area over the last few years. One of the things we're trying to do, we're looking at, you know, there's so much unrest right now in some of our major cities and, and we just, we just truly believe that, you know, we need to be a light that shines in the darkness. And and we do that with help from people like you guys. I mean, your listeners are a big part of this. But we go into those dark places and try to shine a light, shine the light of Jesus, and say, hey, there is hope out there. There is something to look forward to. There is a better tomorrow. I assume uh, these outdoor events will be properly socially distanced. Yes, they will. We've uh, we've gotten very good, and our churches that we partner with have gotten very good at uh, wearing masks, staying socially distant as they're uh, preparing everything. As they're, you know, we we deliver all the food on these big pallets, but they've got to take the food out of the boxes, put it in bags, and you know, space it out and get it uh, organized. But then we have a no-touch delivery plan place where the cars pull in, they hit their trunk release, or you know we can open the back doors on their van or the, their pickup truck, whatever it might be. We carry the food, put it into their car, talk to them from six feet away or more, and wearing a mask, and just try to find out you know what's going on. People want to tell you their story. Right. They want to know someone cares. And so it's not just slam the food in the car and I'll get out of here. It's talk to them, listen to them. We have people that go through, you know, sometimes the lines are over a mile long waiting to get in to the, these churches to pick up food. And so we have people that work the lines. They'll just walk down through, talk to people in the cars, find out what's going on in their lives, pray with them if they'd like. I would need someone to walk alongside me to remind me not to hug people. 
<laughs> That's the way I am too. I'm I'm a hugger. If you're a hugger, it's this is a difficult time. <laughs> oh man, this that's a, that's the hardest part about all this for me. Boy, that's so true. So true. We bring people food and supplies, but really what we do is bring them hope. Hence the name Convoy of Hope. Exactly. It's a it's a a ministry and a blessing that starts with food but it ends with Jesus. Thanks to Jeff for getting us up to speed on what our ministry partner, Convoy of Hope, has been up to this year. You can find out more about Convoy of Hope online, convoyofhope.org.